0: Welcome to the Insurance Law Podcast, brought to you by Best's Directory of
1: Recommended Insurance Attorneys.
0: Welcome to the Insurance Law Podcast, the broadcast about timely and important legal issues affecting the insurance industry. I'm John Zuba, editor of Best's Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Joining me is Brendan Noonan from our communications team. We're pleased to have with us today, Attorney Nicole Palmer from the law firm of Wade Palmer & Shoemaker, PA in Pensacola, Florida, Nicole is a partner with the firm and concentrates her practice in general defense litigation with an emphasis in construction and premises liability litigation. Nicole, we're very pleased to have you with us today. Thank you. Today's topic is the changing law of appraisal in Florida and how insurers can use appraisal to their advantage both before and after suit has been filed. And Brendan Noonan will lead off today with our first question. Uh, Nicole, what are the main advantages of demanding appraisal prior to suit being filed by the insured?
1: I think the main advantage is a cost-saving on behalf of the carrier. You're cutting off the claim for attorney's fees because they're not filing suit. You're going to only conduct a limited amount of discovery. You can still do examinations under oath, do a limited document production, and you can also file pure bill of discovery in order to get documents from other third parties. But... You are also limiting and protecting the insurer from not having prejudgment interest. And you're also kind of capping your damages. Typically, uh, you know what the insured is asking for. You've gotten their estimate. And so you're also placing a cap on their damages as well before suit.
0: And, Nicole, once suit has been filed, what are some of the things an insurer should factor in, whether it should demand appraisal or litigate?
1: I think the first thing you have to do is look at the strength of your case. Is there clearly going to be an award against your carrier? You also have to look at the cost of litigation. If it goes to trial, how much are you gonna have to educate the jury versus going in front of a seasoned umpire where you may have to only have written reports from experts versus in front of a jury you have multiple experts. You've got your meteorologists. You've got your flood experts, et cetera. I think you also have to look at your jurisdiction. Here in the Florida panhandle, we have a, a relatively conservative jurisdiction versus South Florida. I came from Atlanta. That's a completely different jurisdiction as well versus conservative military background of the panhandle. You also need to look at your defenses. Are there coverage issues? Is there ordinance and law issues that would be better off in front of a judge versus going in front of an umpire? Uh,
0: What are some of the key strategies an insurer should utilize during appraisal when suit has been filed?
1: I think the biggest thing that you have to remember is an appraisal hearing is like a mini-trial. That means Continue doing discovery if the judge permits you. Send the plaintiff interrogatories, requests for production. Send out non-party requests. Do depositions need to be taken? Is there a question of law and ordinance issues? So you need to depose the building inspector. Was there a former contractor working on a building? And they can provide key Testimony for the appraisal hearing to show your defenses that the claim is unrelated to potentially a storm event, also one of the main things that i've employed here lately is filing a proposal for settlement or some people call it offers of judgment. that way, if suit is filed, you go to appraisal and you have a successful umpire award and you can successfully win your proposal for settlement, you're entitled to attorney's fees, and you're also cutting off the insurance claim for attorney's fees. And once you've gotten your award in, is there a question? Do you need to file a motion for clarification in order to clear up something that the umpire has written in the award?
0: Okay, now, the law in Florida has been rather active on appraisal, and can you tell us briefly what are the relevant changes that insurers should be aware of if appraisal is in their future?
1: Well, in the last 12 months, there's been over 30 reported appellate decisions in Florida regarding appraisal. Some of the, I just pulled three of some of the key cases that we have been looking at at AirFirm. One is from the first District Court of Appeal, first DCA, and it's a first protective case in that the parties went to appraisal and the umpire issued an award and it was not itemized. He also provided in the award that he didn't take into account the deductible prior payments or any limitations or exclusions that the policy had. Well, this was important in that case because it was a theft. And in the insurance contract, there were policy limits for theft regarding the fun stuff, money, jewelry, fur. So First Protective made deductions limiting the award. And the plaintiff went to the trial court, said, no, First Protective cannot do that. The trial court agreed that it was bound by the four corners of the award and it was improper to hear extrinsic evidence the first DCA agreed with the trial court and said you can only consider what is on the face of the award what should first protective what should they have done they should have filed a motion for clarification in order to have the umpire go back and look at those limitations that the policy provided also The fourth DCA has also come out with two other opinions that I think are important. One is a State Farm case where they went to appraisal and then the plaintiff filed a motion to confirm the appraisal award, even though State Farm had already paid the award. What the plaintiff was going at is he was trying to get attorney's fees and prejudgment interest. And the fourth DCA said, no, you cannot confirm an appraisal award that has already been paid it also reiterated that there is no prejudgment interest when an appraisal award is timely paid. This is important because the majority of insurance contracts provide the deadline for a carrier to pay an appraisal award, whether it be 20, 30 days after the award is received. And if it is timely paid within that deadline, they are not entitled to prejudgment interest. And then the last case is a a Universal case, and it's been uh, causing quite a commotion here in Florida. It was a pre-suit appraisal, and uh, the insurer was taking the EUO of the insured. Well, who shows up at the deposition but the public adjuster. Universal went to the court requesting that the, the, the PA be barred from the EUO and the trial court and the 4th DCA agreed that the public adjuster was permitted to attend the examination under oath because the insurance policy did not bar public adjusters from attending. It only barred other insurance. So that's something to think about if you are in a pre-suit appraisal and you're taking examinations under oath. The PAs can attend you know, when there's litigation. Of course, they're not permitted, but it is also something to think about.
0: Okay, Nicole, thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you. That was Nicole Palmer from the law firm of Wade Palmer & Shoemaker, PA, in Pensacola, Florida. Special thanks to Brendan Noonan from our communications team and to our producer, Brian Cohen. And thank you all for joining us for the Insurance Law Podcast. To subscribe to this audio program, visit podcast.insuranceattorneysearch.com. Or go to online directories such as iTunes or Google or Yahoo's Podcast Directory. If you have any suggestions for your future topic regarding an insurance law case or issue, please email us at lawpodcastambest.com. At I'm John Zuba, joined by Brendan Noonan, and now this message.
2: BEST's Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys is used by decision makers at insurance companies responsible for selecting legal counsel and representation. The printed directory is distributed annually to insurance companies, non insurance companies, third party administrators, and corporate counsel around the world, and the online edition is accessible throughout the year. Your listing in Best's Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys is the most effective way to ensure that thousands of potential clients have access to your outstanding credentials. Here's why you should be listed in the number one insurance attorney reference. Your firm's credentials will be listed in our Comprehensive Reference Guide, which is made available to thousands of insurance professionals globally, both in print and online. AM Best listees are recognized as the most qualified in their field to represent the unique Unique needs of insurance companies. Key decision makers rely on the directory to take the guesswork out of their selection process. They know that only the best are listed, those firms with a proven track record of excellence who are recommended by their insurance industry clients. And remember, one low rate guarantees year-long visibility for your firm. We invite you to use our web application process to apply for a listing today. With our reasonable rates and broad exposure, there is no more effective way to get the attention of the insurance industry. For more information about Best's Directory Records recommended insurance attorneys, visit www.insuranceattorneysearch.com.